Woohoo, it's back! I'm back on the horse. Here we go! Oh, shit. Okay, I haven't done a podcast in... What is this, February 17th? I, have I even done one in 2023? I'm sorry, my lovelies. I've been busy as fuck. I've been trying to... <clears throat> take over the world. With my shit. I'm back in school. Uh, all this stuff's happening. Wow, where's my, my voice sound like shit all of a sudden? Let me have a drink of fresh water. <clears throat> shit, best podcast ever. Alright, so I wanted to talk about this guy who's a singer. I think you could call it hair metal. He certainly had long hair. The band certainly could be called... Uh, uh, Big hair metal, or butt rock, if you will, or hair rock, or hair metal. I believe their first album came out in 1990, which... it's Isn't it strange how, I guess, music... I know there's music that defines decades. Like, there's the music in the 70s, you might think of something. Music in the 80s, you might think of something. Music in the 90s, you might think of something, but... It really fucking turned on a dime. Really, uh, at, at, like, at the decade switch. And it's just, it's strange that, that that 80s to 90s shift was so right there at that point. Like, did, did disco die in 1980? Or did it slowly kind of fade? Because, I mean, I guess Nirvana kind of, kicked hair metal in the crotch so they they got i guess they got a little bit into the 90s i know i know by the end of 91 it was over for for motley crew and all of the other hair metal bands so i guess it wasn't exactly right on that fucking uh flip over and you know genres have come and gone in the middle i know that new metal and you metal like corn and limp biscuit that came out towards the end of the 90s so 97 98 so you're allowed to have a major music change in the middle of a decade but uh for this one uh this this uh, band i'm going to talk about and the singer in particular their first album came out in 90 1990 i believe Fuck my monitor. Uh, my computer keeps blacking out on the monitor. I guess it's time for a new something or other. So if I'm reading something and start to stumble, you've been warned. I'm not ready to go with uh, the high quality gear today. Fuck. Okay. So I want to talk about this band called Steelheart. And the singer's name. Hold on. <laughs> my screen just went blank. And I really need the the screen up for this Miljenko Metajevic 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 I mean Miljenko sounds right Metajevic I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that that's the name of the singer for Steelheart he's Croatian born in Croatia moved to America in uh, sometime a long time ago I, th I think he was seven when they moved him, uh, it looks like they moved him to Greenwich, Connecticut, or Greenwich, depending on how ignorant you are. 
Um, hopefully I got that right. I don't like to call people ignorant and then find out that them is me. <sighs> Screen went dark. So what can I say about this band? I'm going to, I'm going to say there's one song they have that I know. I guess there's another song because it was in a movie that I know. But this one song that I know is the pinnacle of hair metal singing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play it at some point in this podcast. I'm gonna play it, and I'm gonna play it live so you can hear that he really he really does it. Uh, he really fucking can do it. Um, I've been plenty drunk and sang a lot of songs at karaoke that I've got no business singing. And there's no amount of drunkenness that I'll ever have where I would ever try to sing this. I've tried to sing, I've, well, not tried, I fucking nailed, like, uh, I Remember You by Skid Row, if you know that one. That one's a lot of work. Uh, my go-to warm-up song was Bohemian Rhapsody. So, uh, I don't know, I, uh... I'm the right amount of ignorant and don't give a fuck with uh, a little bit of high voice to to attempt these big, epic, high-pitched rockers. Uh, don't usually go for Motley Crue. It's a little too sustained high for me. But uh, all, all of this to say, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, congratulate myself. I'm trying to say that no matter how ignorant I am and how willing I am to sing a high-pitched song, that I shouldn't be singing this song. It's called Angel Eyes, I'll Never Let You Go, or I'll Never Let You Go. The first first two words are Angel Eyes. Maybe that's where the confusion comes from. I think it's officially called I'll Never Let You Go. And uh, I, I, will, I will never try that uh, vocally in front of... Uh, well, into a microphone in front of an audience. I, I know my daughters have heard me try it uh even my teenage daughters have a rough go at it so i'm excited to talk about it and get into this let's talk, let's talk about the movie he was in and the other people he was he was in so there's this movie called rockstar came out when that came out oh i know exactly i know all the stories about when that came out so that came out in 2000 uh no it didn't 2001. And you know how I know this? I'll know I'll, you'll get there when I get the story. Let me pull this up and make sure that's when it came out cuz I I hate to rock star movie. It has a, yeah, 2001. Good. Good cuz the story I'm about to say I'd have been really fucking stupid if I had the year wrong. So it's a uh, Mark Wahlberg is a rock star. He is in a cover band for a famous band, like the biggest band at the time. This is all in the movie, by the way. Um, so not real. Mark, Mark, Mark was in a band known as Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch uh, about a decade before that in the early 90s. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So the rock star movie, he's a singer in a cover band for like this big hair metal band and the singer gets kicked out and they're looking for a singer 
and they choose the guy from the cover band because he's really good. And then he basically, you know, it's a celebration of all things big hair metal. Takes a fan, uh, you know, the dream of countless musicians and uh, wannabe singers out there that you're just an asshole on the street. And then someone in the band steps down and they need an asshole from the street to come in and fill their spot. And then it's you and now you're out there doing it. So that's that's it. Taking a, a normal guy who didn't earn the fame, throwing him in the front of the fame. What the hell is that? I hear sound. That sucks. My computer sucks. It's time for a new computer, I guess. Maybe this will be the last podcast on this computer. So, so Mark, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, he's still famous. He's still going strong. He's still putting out movies. And, you know, good for him. Do you know who his brother is? Do you know? I got some more useless trivia on my way to I'll Never Let You Go. So, so Mark's older brother. Apparently there's nine kids in that family. Must be Catholic. My dad's from a Catholic family and there were ten kids in that family. So... Mark, Mark's older brother is a, is a lad, a chap named Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. You know what Donnie Wahlberg is? I'll give you, I'll give you a couple seconds to guess why Donnie Wahlberg might be someone I know. He also has, obviously, seven more brothers. If I do the math right, if I take nine and take away two, that sounds like seven. So, oh, sorry, not just brothers. Sisters as well. There's siblings. He's got seven siblings. The two of them have... Fuck. So Mark has eight siblings, but there are seven siblings if you don't include Mark and Donnie Wahlberg. So Donnie Wahlberg got famous first. He was in The Sixth Sense for about 20 seconds. He shoots Bruce Willis. Uh, but that's not why everyone knows him. Everyone knows him because he is from the new kids on the block. That's right. So you trace that, the heritage line all the way down, uh, to, uh, Miljenko. You got, uh, so you got Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg, new kids on the block. Then his brother, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch get famous and then he goes into acting i don't think he's still do i don't think mark is still doing music uh and for all for, 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 for all it seems like he's a fairly decent guy i know this is podcast is not about mark but i'm gonna do it anyway uh seems like a fairly okay guy not a celebrity piece of shit although he's got to be worth more money than his older brother by now because he's in all kinds of big movies so he's a rock star and they were um they cover in that movie the death of hair metal and i don't know that they make a big statement of it because they i guess the point of it is is this guy is a wannabe rocker he's living someone else's life in a fantasy and then he actually gets to live it in real life 
by replacing him in the band. And then he leaves the band because he's not, realizes he's that's not living the life he wants to live. And then he goes to Seattle and or whatever and starts playing uh, 90s music. And so they have two different singers who sing for Mark because Mark does not sing in the movie. You don't hear him sing at all in the movie. Uh, you hear when it's the hair metal stuff, it is Miljanko Matijevic. Fuck. It's the dude, the guy from Steelheart. He sings all of the epic godlike hair rock stuff for that movie. And they actually picked one of their songs, Steelheart songs, to be in the movie. Should I play it? Should I play it? I can warm you up to to uh, Miljenko before I kick you in the nuts with Miljenko. So there's this scene, this epic scene. I can put I can put whatever I want in my podcast because part so thing one is I'm not monetizing this. And thing two, no one's actually fucking listening to it. So uh, I can do whatever I want. I can have uh, monkeys uh, fucking frisbees. And uh, I won't get in trouble. Okay, so rock star audition scene. There it is. Uh, did I did I mention that Jennifer Aniston's in this? Jennifer Aniston is Marky Mark's girlfriend. I'm just going to call him Marky Mark for the rest of this interview because he's earned it. <laughs> if anyone's earned it, it's him. So there's this scene. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play it because it's fun. And I don't, if you haven't seen them, I'll set it up. He, it, This is the scene where he's auditioning for the band. The word is out. Hey, check out the singer for this cover band because he does a really good job of singing like the original singer. And so we go into the studio, Marky Mark is in an isolated room singing into a microphone, and the band is in a room with their manager, and they are playing the music for a song, and they are asking uh, Marky Mark to sing, and he flubs it a couple times, and then he not flubs it, so let's see what this sounds like. So this is a song. I'll go ahead and stop this. That music, uh, a lot of famous people in the actual bands. Zach Wilde, who I'm going to go see, who's guitaring for Pantera. I'm going to go see. I got my Pantera ticket. I'm so fucking happy. So Zach Wilde on guitar. Um, why don't I remember John Bonham's kid's name? Uh, something Bonham. <laughs> Damn it. And it's not Tracy Bonham. Uh, uh, John John Bonham, the drummer for Led Zeppelin, his kid. Um, I'll remember it after I'm done recording this, and then I'll be uh, unable to fill you in. So uh, Bonham uh, is drumming in this band. They have the singer. Oh, I didn't say the, the, the other band, the, the singer. Did I? No, I didn't. Well... Um, when they make the transition in the movie from the hair metal to the 90s sound, 
the guy who's, who sings that Marky Mark lip syncs in the movie is, oh, I'm going to remember this, Brian Vander Ark from the Verve Pipe, who's one of my absolute favorite bands. Uh, Brian is, uh, is a madman. I love his lyrics. He's uh, the bass player in the movie for the cover band that Marky Mark is in. I don't think he's in the big band, so I don't think he's in this scene listening. So you're not going to hear him shaking his head. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this music, and he's gonna miss his cue. Maybe I'll make a video podcast. Missed your cue, mate. Yeah, sorry, Ken. This is only a couple minutes, song, yeah? which is why I don't yes, mind sir, playing this. All right, well, we'll pick it up uh, just coming out of the intro. Can you stop some more time? We're wasting our time here. That was a little, little teased. Okay, little okay, teased. Um, could I start one little time? taste of Milojenko. All right, here's here's the third take. Here we go. Here's the Milojenko with Marky Mark lip syncing. That's a little, little little taster. So they're like, they're making the movie. They hear that song. They're like, yep, we want that song in the movie. And it's a big scene in the movie. Uh, I also remember Jason Bonham. Uh, that's the name of John Bonham's son, the drummer. So there you go. I threatened to not remember. And then I remembered. So there, there that's that. Uh, I can tell you the rest of the story about this as it applies to to um, Milojenko and his band. They, uh, well, he had a he had a bad go at it, and when I say bad go at it, I mean part of when he was on stage, part of a light setup fell down and hit him, and like broke his jaw. And really messed up his back and like the band broke up and he was lying in bed for a year and uh, so 
they were they were getting big in the the 90s with the song I'll be playing. I love teasing you guys cuz you can take it. The I'll never let you go song. Uh I was the first I heard of them. And then they're starting to get big and then he got laid out and then the band broke up and all this stuff. And then this movie kind of got a revival going for for him and this this song they they released it there's a big music video and uh i'll tell you let's see i know i know within a week of uh when this movie came out is it because i'm superhuman no it's not because i'm superhuman it's became because it came out september 7th 2001 since I'm in the mood to quiz you all, what happened within a week of September 7th, 2001? That's right. September 11th, 2001. So this movie came out. Uh, hold on. That's more math problem here. Um, four days later. So this comes out, this comes out Friday, September 7th. Tuesday, September 11th. I've got no problem remembering that that was a Tuesday. I remember everything about that. I already got the podcast about September 11th. Uh, but four days after this movie comes out, uh, the, the nation goes into mourning. And that song that was just coming out and just starting to get attention, uh, the way I, I didn't know this at the time, but the way Milojenko says it, uh, President Bush made a declaration that we don't want songs about death on the radio. There should be happiness in the air. And that song, I, I don't know if you caught it, but the name of it is We All Die Young. And uh, <laughs> I don't know that there was necessarily a presidential decree banning that song but it definitely was not the uh the, the no one wanted to hear we all die young after right after september 11th so for the second time in his life life dealt him a shit hand and said to hell with your celebrity uh fuck you uh go be obscure so poor milijenko he's He's still performing. Uh, he never, for for him being what I'll I'll call the greatest uh, rock singer. Uh, you kick Freddie Mercury in the cock, kind of just no competition. It's this guy uh, to not be a household name. I'm guessing this is the first you're hearing of him. Um, It took it took a couple really big events to kind of keep him down. So, have I done enough rambling? Have I done enough teasing? There's a bunch of reaction videos to this. People who've never heard this song before, listening to it and reacting to it as they hear it on YouTube. So, if you want to see that, uh, those are reaction videos I actually like. Uh, 
All right, when my screen comes back on, I'm going to go to the tab. So first I'll play. How much of this should I do? I'm going to I'm going to hit play and let you guys uh, maybe I'll I'll talk for a while. He wrote this song. Guitar too. While sitting on a hammock. While everyone was drunk and partying. Here we go. So I'll stop it now. If, if that's all it was, I could do that. I can sing that. Not as good as him, but I can hit those notes confidently. This is the easy part of the song. If you try try singing along, this is this is the easy part. Oh. Should I turn? I'm gonna turn it down. You're welcome. I just turned it down a little. It's cheesy lyrics. I'm going to stop it for a completely pointless uh, thing. So there's this drummer Slaughter, or a band called Slaughter, who's got a drummer, uh, which isn't surprising. That's not why I'm interrupting. Uh, they're the first band I saw. I saw him play, and that's what I wanted to do. And I knew, I, like four months, four months after I saw Slaughter, I got my drum set. And uh, I'd say the rest is history, but it kind of only did was it got me into this chair and into this podcast. I didn't. It's not like I'm making my money off of music, but it did get me to San Diego. It did get me out of the Central Valley. So there you have it. Uh, so I watched Slaughter play, and he's got this drum set, a very distinct drum set with a very, very distinct cage like piece of art. Uh, I'd say. 40% functional, 60% artistic statement. It's got like these two uh, bass drum, huge bass drums in the back over his head, like just this huge statement of a drum set. This band here, Steelheart, has the exact same drum set. Uh... Everything's about him, and he's playing drums exactly like this guy. And so it's just I can't figure out. For it looks like they're not the same person in real life, but I can't figure out why Steelheart's drummer looks like Bloss from Slaughter. That's his name, Bloss. I named my dog 
had a chihuahua I named after after Bloss from Slaughter. I can't figure out why the drummer for Steelheart looks exactly like him, drums exactly like him, and has the exact same custom kit. So, if you know the answer, uh, give me a call and tell me, tell me, is, is that like the biggest homage ever or, or what? So I'm going to, when my screen comes back on, I'm going to play some more. So we're in the chorus now, big chorus. All right, we're going in the second verse. I'll skip the second verse. Coming out of the second verse is this little eight-second noodle. Vocal vocal noodle. I don't want to call it solo or bridge. It's just it's it it well, it's he 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 does the singies. And let's see if we, let me see. Uh probably just be easier for me to play it than to find it without listening to it. Alright, this is the end of the second verse. Pre-chorus. Super, super cheesy words. And this video has them up on the screen and this is terrible. You hold me close with tender loving. Fuck me. That was it. That was the. That was the scream I wanted you to see. And if you could see the the video. You'd see him folding backwards while he sang that, and it's worth watching. You should should find this on YouTube just so you can watch him folding in half backwards while I'm sure he's not actually singing it for the video. Uh, well, I mean, he's singing it. I don't know if he's hitting the note. I don't know if you can fold yourself in half backwards and hit that note, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind and do that, that climb up again because... Because it it's, uh, makes me happy. So, so he, it, it goes on. Uh, it's the chorus again, second chorus. It's a simple enough song. Verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, bridgey, eight-second sonic wail. And here we are at the end. Oh, here we go.
And so I've... I've not heard anyone try that. I've not... I'm certainly never going to try it. And... Fuck. That's, so that's what I got to say about that. And I've got... So I got them playing it live. Let's see what this sounds like through the speakers, because I'm, I'm also not going to play this whole song all the way through. The, the band... I, the band's good. I mean, musically, that's a really simple structure, but they make it interesting. And I, I love that about musicians who can take a simple pattern and make me forget how simple it is over the, the textures, the notes, the, the stuff they're adding to it that make me forget that it's just a one four five song. So... They get props for everything except the um, da 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 that that melody. <laughs> it's uh, a little too strong. Um, they should have added something a little more, a little more chutzpah, a little more, uh, a little more something that doesn't make me laugh. A little less nursery rhymeish, but other than that, so uh, the the band's good. They nail it. Uh, I'm just going to hit play here for a little bit. My screen goes dark, but I got it going. This is back. This is back. You're going to be surprised. This is back when bands on TV actually were performing. That They, they actually had the mics on, and they were making sounds, and the guitars were playing sounds, and they weren't just uh, holding their guitars and jumping around to pre-recorded music so this is this is a treat for you this is live on tv I get to the pre-chorus, let you hear that shriek, the I'll never let you go, and then I'll jump to the high parts so you can hear that he really does them. I love I love that bass. He, you know, it's like he goes to the next chord early in some parts of the song. At least I think that's what he's doing. I've not like pulled out my instrument. Uh, I've also not picked up a bass guitar and tried to understand exactly what's happening. But that's what I feel like is that he's he's going someplace early and it adds so much texture because everyone else is on on another chord and he's somewhere else and it's making this cool thing so I'll play that a little, little bit more yeah so he was just walking
That's definitely not Blossom Slaughter. I'll say that I don't I don't know if it's just because the the bass is so high in the mix, but he's so tasty. It's so it's so hard to be creative without taking over and making it all about you. And what he's doing is it's it's not flashy, but it's it's really adding a lot to the song. So I'm gonna call that out. And if you're listening at home which I know you are, uh, then listen to what I say. He started doing that pretty riff with the distortion on, and then he shook his head in shame. I'm gonna probably skip the second verse. Nope, I learned last time. Don't bother skipping it, because I'll waste more time skipping it than I would let uh, this play in it. That's a pre-chorus and then there's shrieky parts. Shh, here we go. So there you go. He hit it. I should have put up a, a warning at the beginning of this podcast to say, roll up if you're driving down the street. If you're driving down the street, roll up the windows so you're in your car. People are going to laugh at you. But uh, no one's going to laugh at you for Steelheart. No, they are. We're almost to the big ending. It's just you're gonna you gonna fucking. I'm going to listen to this and figure out how to end this podcast while I, I listen. Oops, I, I cut the note off. I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> Fucking guy.
They were zoomed in on his face, but I'm pretty damn sure he folded himself in half backwards while while singing that. So that was uh, that was a hell of a thing. You can find that. That's called Steelheart. I'll never let you go. Bracket angel eyes. Closed bracket. Open parentheses. Live. Closed bracket. Open parentheses. HQ. Guess high quality. By Pumpkin Priest on the YouTube. <sighs> Looks like it was recorded on a VHS tape and then copied five times and then uploaded to YouTube. So it looks like ass. Uh, it sounded serviceable. So there you have it. That's the guy who... I will never sing uh, karaoke for. Um, for reasons that... Uh, I don't want to... I don't know. I just can't do it because I don't mind embarrassing myself. You know, I'll do... Fuck, you... I do Total Eclipse of the Heart, so... But I can hit those notes. That's the thing. I can hit them. I don't sound good doing it. But I can hit them. I can't hit that note. That, those highs. I can't hit... The, so this guy, I just... I wanted to make sure you knew. I wanted to do what I can for the Milijenko Met Djivic fan club. I'm going to go... I'm going to get a sheet of paper. I'm going to put it on my fridge for the Milijenko fan club. And I'm going to let you, next time you're over in my kitchen, uh, grab my space pen. I got a, I got a pen. It's from outer space. You can't grab it because you can't touch it. That's for me. So find my non-space pen and sign up for the Milijenko fan club and you'll be part of uh something very important and i suppose that's all i have to say about him i'm not gonna go to his wikipedia page and start reading shit about him uh he's on youtube he's he's old now <laughs> unfortunately all these people who were who are finding success in the 80s and 90s are all old now, but not too old to not be still out there doing it. He, I don't know if he can hit those notes anymore. Uh, and that's not the point. That's not the point of this. The point is that he is uh, better than you and he is better than me. And I wish he was famouser. So that's it. I ha I hope I have enlightened you somehow. I hope this was worth coming out of retirement for for the podcast. I got I got more stuff to say. I will try to make more time for podcasting because I got more stuff to say. But that's it. I'm gonna seek my entertainment elsewhere. Oh, God. That'll do. <laughs> Forgot how fucking stupid that is. <laughs>